Empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. So sore. So sore. You didn't do anything. You watched the plumber. <laughs> well, that was this morning, but all weekend long, dude, I had to get the pool ready, had to get the house oh. ready. God forbid, but I spent all weekend in the yard, front yard, backyard, and of course, with the huge ass winds that we have coming off of the slopes here, everything that I had cleaned last week was right back on the lawn everywhere. Oh, but yeah. I, I trimmed the lawn for the first time this week. So I gave it that first trim. It looks nice, dude. It looks great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We're still, uh, uh, it is uh, 10 degrees out. You can see some grass. You can uh, see my lake out there. <laughs> We're getting there. And uh, just in time for uh, 3.5 feet of snow this week. How do you like that? This is the best part, okay? So obviously I, 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 I own a landscaping business. We do property maintenance. We do snow removal, right? And uh, we have on our website, we have a thing that's called Livestorm Watch, right? So you can click on that and we update you with everything that we know is going to happen. And if you look at any one of four different weather apps that we use, they say four different things. Now, two of the weather apps say we're not going to get snow. We're going to get rain. It's too warm. We're going to get rain and it's going to be a monsoon of a rainstorm right? Like we're going to get four or five inches of rain, which that would be pretty good for me. As much as it would be wet, it would get rid of the rest of the snow. It would thaw out the ground deep enough that as soon as it dried out late next week, early the week after, we could get going and my money-making machine can start printing again, yeah. <laughs> right? If this is the 50, 60 centimeters of snow, so it's supposed to start early Wednesday morning, and not finish until probably about 3, 4 a.m. Friday. So that means I will start work. Well, I'll start work Thursday morning for about four or five hours, Thursday evening for four or five hours, and then Friday morning for 22 to 26 hours. Yeah. Yeah. On contracts that are already done, on obligations that should have been done, but this this storm has decided to not only be one oh, of well. ever in history, now it wants to take the mantle. It, uh, it, uh, this is the best part is everything is outside of contract. So it's full price, baby. Oh. No discounts. Okay. Well, then there's the, the lever still working. You're still hitting. Oh, oh, it'll ring. It'll, it'll, <laughs> shashing, 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 man. I mean, instead of $40 a driveway or $50 a push for parking lots, it's 125 an hour per. Yeah. So we'll rake it in. We'll yeah. rake it in. I had a couple of customers who still owed us money and mm -hmm. they've been dragging, dragging their feet, right? They, oh, well, it's not going to, it hasn't snowed. So we don't need to rush to pay this guy, right? I got one company, I won't say who it is, but right now they're in the hole for about 14,000 bucks. 
and they're 45 days late on one bill, 15 days late on another bill, or what's the day today? The 10th, the 11th, they're 11 days late on another bill. And I called them today and I said, did you want access to your parking lot on Friday morning? And they said, yeah, of course. And I said, I need to be paid in full today. Yeah. So uh, one of them is actually driving from the city to my house today with a check for the full amount. Celebrate, buddy. Time to celebrate. A little bit. A little bit. Been fighting off this cold, right? Dude, it knocked you on your ass all weekend, man. Oh, fuck. I felt great yesterday until about four o'clock. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, back to bed. Yeah. And that was it. There's Bueller's. Yep. Cameron right? from yeah. that point. And it was, it was so strange too. Like I kept testing negative for COVID. So apparently it wasn't COVID. Uh, I still got a little bit of a scratchy throat this morning. Been drinking uh, coffee, uh, uh, tea with honey, you know, stuff like that to get rid of the scratchy throat. Another day and I'll be right as rain. But uh, yesterday, I got dizzy, dizzy spells like you wouldn't believe, man. Whew. Whew, whew, couldn't even, couldn't even uh, mustard the old, uh, you know what, with the you know who. That's how sick I was. Wow. Right? Yeah. Telling you, telling you, telling you that. And she was like, you stink. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I showered an hour ago. She's like, yeah, you're all sweaty and sticky. This isn't, this isn't good. <laughs> I installed a new shower valve in our... In our, like in our shower, not, well, the girls got a new shower head too, you know, but I had a plumber have to come out. There's, that's one thing I will not, I can do basic plumbing. I can do basic electrical, but once you start getting into like changing valves and tubings and all this type of stuff. So I yeah. changed the head, that was fine, but it was still like the handle was still kind of leaking. Right. So had some plumbers out here this morning, but I installed the shower, dude. And it was, so you don't realize how expensive shit is until you have to replace it. You know, like the good stuff. Cause that's something we've actually started doing. Like if we're going to, if we're going to buy something, we actually buy something that's going to last a long time as opposed to just like the, the makeshift stuff that you have to switch out every year, two years, whatever. This thing has three settings and it's just like the normal, it well, it's called rain. So like the regular one, it's like, just like rain. And then you have a waterfall feature and then you have the jet power feature on it. So uh, I have tried the shot, the waterfall feature. It is fantastic with nice water, just landing on your shoulders. It feels it's nice. It's nice. So nice. Yeah. Did you try, did you try using Nair this time? No, I don't use Nair, dude. I just go straight wax. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, Packer news. Hmm. Nothing yet. So what have we got now? Mailbag. Mailbag, not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> Talking about the mailbag. It's, that's nice. I prefer the other song. Yeah, the other song's better. Is this shadow? It looks like I got punched in the nose. Oh, you know what happened? This is this is what happens when you're sick, right? You're you're just a little bit off. Here you go. Watch this. I don't know if you can see this. You see you see that mark right there? Yeah, you okay. got a nice big mark on your forehead. Okay, so uh, when you're sick, you're just a little bit off, right? And when you're a tall guy. You're used to being a little bit clumsy, bumping your toes into things, hit your head on things. Okay. So I went to close one of the windows in my kid's room, smashed my head on the window because I moved my head too close to the window, cut my head. I, I'm a little trickle of blood's coming down, right? As I'm like wiping my forehead, like, oh my God, I, I smashed my head. I'm such an idiot. I trip, stumble, fall in the middle of the hallway. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm laying there. And I'm not hurt because I kind of fell in like a push up. Well, the ego was hurt. Ego was hurt. Yeah. But I just laid there for a second, like, holy Christ, you're old, dumb, and clumsy. Right. And I'm just laying there for a second. And I swear to you, my wife walked over to it and checked my pulse. (laughs) I was like, I said, not yet. She said, damn, walked away. (laughs) 
my wife and I were joking yesterday. She, there's a really nice restaurant out here that she went to go to for the first time. Real classy, real expensive kind of thing, you know, just like gourmet food. Yeah. Um, which is the idea that I have, like there, I have a very good idea for something I want to do here. And she's like, dude, your idea is really going to work. I was like, I know it's going to work. So long story short, there's some pantsless waiters, pantsless yeah. waiters, I think is gold. Yeah, dude, of course. Yeah. Just, just strap. don't, just don't order the hot dog. Just jocks, jock strap <laughs> ass hanging out in the back. <laughs> Hopefully they're not too hairy. <laughs> oh, oh. And he, takes your, he takes your credit card. Okay, go there's on. these tacos, and she's talking about the different types of tacos that they had, really good. And she said, "Oh, and the the best one is, you know, there's one that has eggplant. I am completely allergic to eggplant. That is one thing I cannot have. Like I've had it, and wow, it's killed me twice. Like not knowing wow. it was just kind of in there magically. And as she says it, she's like, oh, the best one was the the eggplant one, but we'll have to do one without removing the eggplant. I was like, or you cannot notify them to take the eggplant out. You can feed me, you can kill me, and then you can have a life insurance policy. And she's like, I'll have to think about that. I was like, wow. And you know, on Saturday, she was on fire with me, buddy. She was all over me. <laughs> I know. She's hilarious. This one is from Joshua. Joshua, what's the Packers' biggest need outside of wide receiver this draft? I I've talked about this a couple times and it's yeah. offensive line, man. And it's really the trenches in general, but more on the offensive side of the ball, because again, question marks with Bach question mark with Eldon Jenkins, right? Like we don't know exactly where they are. They're obviously not at a hundred percent. Hopefully they are, but then we've got a second year center who, who showed up and did great, but we lost Billy Turner. We lost, a lot of depth that we need to have at offensive line in order to be elite. And this was similar to what happened last year, right? Where we had our starting five was just put them up against anybody in the league. But the second they started dropping, next thing you know, we're having to shift people around. So I expect they're going to take some sort of swing tackle. I think Matt in this draft, they're going to be looking at somebody that can play several positions. They do that anyway, but I think it's going to be more of a priority to do some sort of swing tackle in, in, in this draft. Completely agree. Completely agree. This one is from D. This is either Nelson or Nielsen. So do you think they will trade for a wide receiver? I think if they do, it'll be after the draft, depending on what we get. That's what I think. I agree with you. And my concern is that people are ha hanging their hopes in this entire all-in mode that we've been in for the last two years, right, where we really have been going all-in, as good as rookie wide receivers are, they're not going to contribute the way they should for a championship run, right? What's going to get us to the promised land is the team that we have built together, and obviously they're going to contribute, but wide receiver is not going to be an immediate impact. And maybe towards the end of the season they will be, but – we just need to keep our expectations in check in terms of whether we draft one or two or three wide receivers, don't expect them to light the world on fire, regardless of how good they are. It takes time for these guys to develop and grow into what they're supposed to be. I mean, really the impact is who did we draft three years ago, right? That's yeah. who's showing up this year. And that's something we always have to keep in mind, two, three years of development for, for whoever we're drafting. So always just keep expectations in check. Exactly. Uh, Tammy G, Tammy G, should we draft for right now or for down the road? I'm going to say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I think we need to get a few players for right now. Mm -hmm. And I need... I think we need to get a whole bunch of players for down the road, right? As much as Rogers has signed a three-year or a four-year or whatever the deal is, it basically comes down to, uh, well, I'll play this year and we'll see what happens next year deal. That's what he's playing on, right? Mm -hmm. uh, do we get everything we need for him this year? I have a hard time believing we're going to get every weapon he needs this year. But stranger things have happened. 
Well, we need guys to step up. Look, DeGuara needs to step up. We need to have Tanyan healthy. Uh, big dog is always big dog and consistent, but we need another guy in there that's going to show up. A lot of it has to do with Amari just- Rogers. Yeah. Amari Rogers has got to show up. Winfrey. Winfrey's got to show up. I mean, that entire anybody who's catching balls for the Packers has got to show, show up. up. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and it's across the board, but just realizing again, we've been pushing money out. Right. So these contracts that are going to be coming up like Jair's that we should be able to extend at some point. But pushing money out just basically says that who we're drafting now needs to hit in a year or two. So we're not obligated to have to because we're not going to afford everybody on this team. I mean, Rashawn's going to be up for a big payday um, at some point. Stokes, Jair, Amos, right? I mean, Amos is the number one rated safety the last two years in the league at an 87.5, number one in pass breakups. Like those are the guys that we're going to have to pay. And as we push money out on these current contracts with our all in, the only way you can fix that is by drafting guys that are going to be on their rookie contracts in a year or two and performing at the level or better than the guys that we currently have on our roster. So it's critical. So as much as we're drafting for the now and we expect them to do something now, it's always with the expectation that they're going to show up just like we've had with these last few drafts. That's It's a good problem to have, right? Like we drafted so well with Gary and and uh, Savage and who is still a work in progress. I'm not writing him off at all. I mean, he's doing fine. It's just he's not the number one rated safety in the league the last two years in Amos. So we have to be fair with him. But everybody that we've drafted at this point is coming up for contracts. I mean, we had to pay um, Aaron Jones. We're going to have to pay Dylan at some point. I mean, there's there's just Jair. We're going to have to pay A Amos. We're going to have to pay. I mean, and we can't keep them all. So we need to draft well in order to fill in those voids down the road. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Richard Masterson. Who are your top three got to have draftees? Your top three. So when we're looking at this, obviously there's players and anybody can fall to where we are, right? But I'm going to be more realistic in terms of the three that we must have that I feel based on the way the Packers draft are going to be available. And we might have to reach a little bit, right? Like they, what Mari Rogers was projected as a number two for them and they got him early in the third round and traded up for him right like after so that's kind of the range that I'm looking at because yes we all want um Drake London we all want um whoever right like Jamison Williams all these guys that are these wide receivers that are there but I've got a couple down the road but give me your three first and let's see if we've got some okay Chris Olave yep that's he, he's your man crush. He's your Stokes of this year. He's 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 the guy. He's the guy. Uh, George Pickens mm -hmm. and uh, Dotson. We have to get out of the draft with one of those guys. And if you get any one of those guys, you're happy with the draft at that point. But what else? I mean, so those are your three oh, drafts. Wow. Okay. So in order to make me happy, this draft. Yeah, we need we need two of those guys. Okay, that'll make me happy. If we draft two great wide receivers in the mm -hmm. first and or first and a second round, you know, uh, 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 maybe uh, Burks too, right? Yeah. If if we can do that, then we're we're golden. Yeah, and I've got I've got a similar thing. I'm a little bit more spread out because I'm trying to think of just needs of the player of the of the Packers at these different positions obviously wide receiver is going to go first in terms of what they're thinking but I have a feeling there's going to be a run early on wide receivers and if we don't make a run early then they're going to be targeting either offensive line or defensive line with that first pick and then taking a pickens or somebody like that with 28 or in the second round the guy and I I been on him from day one and now the more I dive into this I love Sky Moore dude I just that he's my realistic. If we can't get one of the big names, which even if we do get one of those bigger names, Sky's like he started up in the 60s and the 70s, and now he's down to like the 33 range. So he's towards the end of that first round, along with Traylon Burks, 
the Pickens, the Mechies, all these guys in that kind of lump of that circle. Once you get out of the top six wide receivers, right? The, the ones that everybody's talking about sky Moore for me is a dude that I like. I love Alec Pierce as well. Later on, if check that guy out, that guy is solid. And then dude, I love, um, Oh my God. Just on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I, I hope he falls to us, but we'd have to take him at 22. But Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, that interior line. I don't think he makes it out of the top 10. So either. But there's some Stranger issues. things. Stranger Dave, things happen, man. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to go number one or number two, and he went 26. Right? Like, strange things happen. And Sine, the safety as well, that kid is one that I would like to see on the team as well. It's not an urgent need, but – the dude can show looks like he's going to be a legit pro, but just in terms of where we're drafting and being a little bit more realistic, because obviously I'm going to be happy if we take any of those first guys, but I'm starting to kind of stretch my imagination out a little bit more. So I'm not disappointed with the picks the way I have been every single year, except for the 80 Eddie Lacey pick. And, you know, just what we all just, I, I I'm trying to open up and expand my horizon, but check out sky Moore for sure. That guy's fun. Beauty. Mailbag. Hopefully we answered all your questions. Every Monday is Mailbag Monday. You got any mailbag questions for us? Don't forget to uh, send them. You can DM us directly at uh, Packers Without Borders at Borders Packers on Twitter. Of course, our Facebook page, Packers Without Borders. And of course, on email, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Beauty. Moving right along. Man, you, man, you're you're prepared today, buddy. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. From Los Angeles. From Northern Wisconsin. From Nova Scotia. From the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. From Central Illinois. From Southern Cali. From Turkey, Omaha, Nebraska. From California. From Melbourne, Australia. From Chicago, Illinois. They're from the UK. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. And go pack, go. Go pack, go. you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable, and if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. I'm Amy. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I'm Alex Brown from the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Alyssa from Los Angeles. All right, I'm Andy from Sheffield. This is Chris from Nova Scotia. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everybody. This is Hyunmi from Turkey. I am Carla from California. G'day, this is Mel from Melbourne, Australia. This is Mick coming from Granger, Indiana. This is Soren again coming to you from Sweden. And this is Packers Without Borders. This is Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Packers Without Borders. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. Oh, yeah. What you got for me? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, have a, a, um, I have a new game. Uh, we're not going to play it today. Yep. We're going we're gonna to play it on Saturday. Of course. Yeah, I have a new game. I don't want to. Should I leak? No, get out a little bit or no? Okay, yeah, sources say that we need to keep it hush hush, and it can be a surprise. Yeah, we seem to be um, imitated often, never duplicated. (laughs) So what do we we got? We got a whole second half here. So. Going into, so I made my debut on Twitter this weekend. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. So technically Lent does not end until next Friday, but with what went on this weekend and just kind of the way that it's structured, like at this point, it's, you know, it was the passion of the Christ was this weekend, just talking about the sacrifices and everything that he's done. And then it's a, it's a week of reflection, right? So I'm still 
one of the biggest things is I'm not going to be constantly on Twitter all the time because it did help me break that habit of just constantly being on the phone, looking at Twitter, looking at notifications. But um, this weekend was eventful. Let's just put it that way. Pretty interesting. Just um, my daughters are kind of just going through just daughter changes, man. And one of the things that, that I realized this weekend in talking to my wife and just hanging out with my kids. So Friday afternoon, you know, my wife had stuff to do and people had stuff to do. And I ended up with Carmina, my middle one. And we just went on a daddy date, dude. We went out Friday. I took her out to, she wanted firehouse subs. She wanted this. So I kind of spent some time with her. It was really good to just spend one-on-one. And it's something that I try to do. Um, but realizing that, and then, well, and then Saturday, kind of the same thing happened, but my oldest daughter was home. My wife had to go to a birthday party that I didn't want to go to. So I stayed with my older daughter and we went bowling and we hung out and we talked and they offered her alcohol without, you know, just, it's so funny. Cause she does, she has a timeless face. She could look 15 and she can look 42. She's just that kind of, you know, just that's the way she looks. But that part was something that just hit me like a bucket of cold water where you and I are very present in our kids' lives, dude. Like I cook for my kids. I help pick up, you know, we are very involved in the day-to-day of their lives. But what I've realized is how spoiled my kids are where they don't realize how the type of dad and husband that I am is kind of an anomaly, right? Like the fact that dad is always present, always there, always available, cooks, cleans, helps around the house, does everything. And I'm not saying that in general, people don't do that. I'm sure it happens a lot more, but they are so used to it that I actually have to take it to a next step. Like they don't see me being involved in their lives daily, the way that I am as some, as they should be more appreciative, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Goddamn right. And they have no, (laughs) like they have no clue what we sacrifice to do to be there in general. And now that I'm starting this job and, you know, I'm going to like just trying to adjust schedules because it's a full-time job that I have to deal with on top of being a full-time dad, on top of closing out my old business contracts before the end of the month, because obviously I have an obligation to not burn those bridges and also not get in trouble with my company now that I'm actually not working for myself. And my kids, they don't need to understand all that, but they need to realize that look, think maybe they'll notice it now that dad's not around as much as he was before, right? Where it was always dropping them off, always picking them up, always having food ready for them when they came here, always scheduling everything around their schedules. It's not happening. So it was just interesting this weekend to actually take the girls out individually. And I still got my little one to do. So once a month, I'm going to obviously try to do some sort of one-on-one daddy date, just because in talking to them, it was real apparent. They're like, we need to do this more often. And I was like, well, shit, I'm in with you all the time. Like I'm always available yet. You're yeah. asking for more. So just that perception from my kids that cooking, cleaning, doing all this, like for them, that's like, Oh, this is normal. You know, it's like, no, it's not. I, normal. Yeah. I get, I get scheduled into things is what happens with my kids. Oh, don't, don't worry. My dad will drive all of us. He always drives. Right. And, and I think back to like, when I was, you know, when I was in grade one, I used to walk with, I had to go to a daycare, but the daycare, was, it was Auntie Marion's, right? And we used to go to this daycare and we would walk to school. And when I was in grade one, I was in charge of the kindergarten kids. I would walk them to school and make sure that they all got school and safe. But everybody's kids. But we don't, we wouldn't ever do that nowadays, right? Let some six-year-old be in charge of the four-year-olds, Right. right? Right. So they, they, they live in this world and, and I'm, I'm happy and I'm astonished at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm glad that we have swung back the other way, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, okay, super sick this weekend. I mean, seriously, normally I can take a couple of Tylenol and work through and power through whatever it is. I don't know what the hell I caught, but it put me on my rear end. And I had to get up and I had to go and check on a customer's, uh, 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 one of our accounts. Yeah. And uh, my daughter says, where are you going? I said, oh, I've got to go to work. She goes, but you're not feeling well. And I said, no, I know. I said, but I, I, I just got to get it done. I just got to go. And she goes, 
well, that sucks. And I said, well, I don't have to go. She goes, no. And I said, yeah, you can just give me back your phone and turn the lights out in your room. <laughs> right. And she goes, oh, and I said, that's, that's what it is. I said, you want to know why there's this stuff, why dad can do this, why mom can do this, why there's food, why there's this and that. I said, it's because I have to do this. I have to go do this. And that's all there is to it. Right. And my son is quite the opposite. I mean, um, my son has, uh, my son has uh, autism. He has Mm. a, uh, it's a cognitive developmental issue. So my son is fully functioning. He goes to school. He goes to regular classes. He has a, a teacher's aide that helps him out in a handful of classes. The classes that he needs help out in is, is like theoretical classes, mm-hmm. like Eng- English, like social studies, where things could possibly one term could mean a different thing. The other, the, the other side of the ball is, is that science, he's a straight A student. Clicks, mm-hmm. goes, no problem. Now they're doing electricity and things like that. There's only one right answer. If there's one right answer, he's got it. So he's been watching his sister go on the honor roll and he's been, you know, wow, the parents get really excited when, you know, my he's big sister gets on the honor roll, right? right? Yeah. So, so his grades have been going up and we've been pumping him up too, right? Well, she's been, she's on the basketball team, the rugby team, the supper, drama. She does all the school activities, all mm-hmm. of them, right? And uh, uh, my son has decided he wants to try for the badminton team. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is good. Badminton. This is a great, he's in grade six, right? This is hey, a sport is a sport, pal. You mm-hmm. get out there and you try your best and you work up a sweat. That's a sport. And uh, he's been, the, the coach gave him uh, YouTube videos to take home and uh, you know, he can do some extra work at home, that sort of thing. He has been, let me tell you, laser focused to make this team, right? Yeah. But because of his developmental issues, he's a little errant with the racket, should I say? Okay. He's a little uncoordinated a little bit. That Maybe that falls on me too. We really never played badminton at our house. We don't, we, we play volleyball and basketball and stuff. We don't really play, I don't, I don't have brackets badminton course. brackets Bracket or anything sport. like that, yeah. right? And uh, every time I call it shuttlecock, he goes, dad! I'm like that's the name that's what it's called he goes no it's a birdie it's not a cock geez <laughs> yeah we had a long conversation about said. we had a long conversation about whether or not it's okay to smash your cock so yeah he, yeah, he has he, he apparently can only play singles okay <laughs> and we would love to know how the coach figured that out is there some poor kid with a wealth on the back of his head or something. You know what I mean? Well, to, to, Tommy couldn't come to school today because he was knocked the hell out last night with a badminton racket, right? Mm. But he has been selected to play on the team and to be part of their tournament this week. So huge, big great. expectations. Oh, yeah. Super pumped. Super pumped about this. Any sport, I don't... I, he was like, I'm in chess club. I'm in whatever. Do something extracurricular with other people, interacting, competing, flexing that brain, getting it going, right? I mean, one of the other uh, uh, side effects of uh, my son's condition is, is there's almost no filter. So mm-hmm. a lot of what he says is just bloody hilarious, but it's kind of inappropriate at the time. Mm-hmm. You, know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... He's, he's extremely funny. He's, he's a good kid. He's, he's hilarious. But you have to be present there, man. That's what I'm saying. But you're so used to it that it's like, like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, you know, I usually park in the same spot to pick up the kids every day. I mean, you and I are usually on the phone when I'm sitting in the parking lot and because of the weather's been warming up now I have to park somewhere else. Well, he walks up to where I used to be parked and just stands there. And then he waves at me, like, get over here. And I'm like, you know what would happen if I did that to my old man? I'd be missing these teeth. Exactly. (laughs) He'd just drive away. Well, you can walk home then. Yeah, now you can walk. Yeah. Yeah. Let me back up instead of get closer. Yeah, right? Instead, I'm like, all right, I'll circle around. Hold on. (laughs) Right? I don't know. It's, I'm I'm happy, I'm proud, and I'm excited that I can provide this sort of childhood for them. 
at the same time, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a little bit worried that maybe they might be just a little bit soft, you know, when, like, there's a lot of, you know, my, like my daughter every day walks the dog, mm-hmm. got to clean her room, put her laundry in the, in the washing machine. Right. And she always just, and how many <sighs> times do you need a reminder to do that? Oh, so? 45, 50 times a day. Yeah. There's three things we're asking you to do. Yeah. Just three. And she's, she's 15. Right. And so finally I sat her down and I said, do you know what your old man was doing at 15? She goes, what dad? I said, I was in high school full-time. I had a full-time job at McDonald's. I mean, I I was contributing to the family at 15. I said at 15, I had been working full-time for almost two full years. Mm -hmm. When I was 12, I had two full paper routes and every morning from 6am until 730, I delivered papers. And then I went to school for the day. My kids sleep until 7.45 and then they get woke up. The breakfast is sitting there ready for them to go. And then at 8.30, they get into the vehicle. We live three blocks from the school for crying Mm -hmm. out loud. Now, when the weather gets nicer, they walk. Yeah. Well, you walk with them too. Well, yeah. A lot of the times I walk there. It's nice. It's a nice little walk. You walk down the sidewalk. It's like three minutes, right? So... But yeah, I, I worry that maybe they're just a little bit soft, right? And it's like that guy that had that saying, he said, you know, my grandfather uh, worked his ass off, walked everywhere so that my dad could drive a truck. My dad drove a truck and worked and I got to drive a really nice Tesla. But my grandfather said, it'll be my great grandchildren that walk again. And when he explained it, he said, now I'm probably paraphrasing this wrong, but he said, tough times create tough guys. Tough guys create easier times. Easier times create soft guys. Soft guys create tough times. You know, and that's the circle. It's a circle. That's the circle. And I'd like to break that circle, right? Like, I, and, and in my family, so my grandfather, farm kid, you know, Pearl Harbor, USS Yorkton, came back, drove truck, built a business built it up worth and this is the early 80s worth millions of dollars mm-hmm. my dad never wanted for anything probably wrecked seven or eight cars broke four or five boats and it was just replaced all the time and then that and then when he was gone that kind of dropped onto us where we walked we didn't have the cars where we did this and i don't want my kids to be so pampered that my grandkids are over pampered, which then creates a downfall, right? I'd like it instead of that circle, I'd like it to kind of slowly rise. Well, you have to do it that way because, you know, same with me, dude, 11, 12 years old, my parents owned their own business. So they were never home. You know, they were always at work and I would take the bus leaving middle school and I'd get on the bus and I'd head down to their office and I'd weld bandsaw blades. You know, I'd get there, I'd leave whatever school ended at three o'clock. I'd be there by three thirty, three forty-five, or whatever, get off the bus, the bus, walk an extra 10 blocks to get there. And then I would weld bandsaw blades until six, seven o'clock at night. I would finish my homework there while they were finishing up work and I'd get some money and I'd set it aside. And it took me from basically sixth grade to my sophomore year before I had enough money to buy my own truck. You know, my dad paid the tax and the title. He's like, you find the car, you pay for the car, I'll pay the taxes and I'll pay the license and that type of stuff. So, you know, I got 2,500 bucks after a few years, bought myself my little Jeep Comanche pickup. And, but I was in, at, at 16, I had to work every day with my parents at their office either bailing, either working on the baler or was welding bandsaw blades. And with our kids, it's not that we're making them soft. It's just a different world, but they also have to be very cognizant of value. Like what does something mean? Yeah. Like you want voice lessons. Yeah, dude, that's 160 bucks a month for private lessons, right? Oh, you want to ride horses. Okay. That's another 160 bucks a month for one. Yeah. We talked, we talked about the riding of horses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's stupid expensive starting to realize that it's like, oh man, like this is, you guys spend a lot of money on stuff to keep us busy because I don't want them here locked up. Like we can easily just put them on an iPad, put them on a thing, let them play video games all afternoon and not be active. But like you said, as long as they're running around and doing something and staying active, 
because especially after COVID, man, right? Like just being locked up on the computer, I have, it, there's going to be some long-term effects on these kids, whether it's mental, what there's a lot so of growing up that we're getting, we're that getting back to that shove them out the door. Yep. Right. Like yep. my, before it was, you know, uh, they, they went to school, but they came home and I was like, you can't go to Jimmy's house. If you want to play outside, you can play outside. Oh, it's too cold. It's too this, it's too that. Well, on Saturday, my neighbors texted and was like, oh yeah, no, the kids are going outside and playing. And I grabbed my son by the scruff of the shirt, get your shit on. <laughs> right. Go play. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I can't believe you're making me do this. Right. I can't. And my daughter, I can't believe you're making me. You know what happened when I was a kid? So on Saturday morning, if we were dead silent, we might make it to 930 or even 10 in the morning with watching cartoons yep. before before my mom would get up. And the first thing she did was kicked us the hell out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Well, <laughs> and Saturday mornings were, this was my Saturday morning routine, probably 530, 545. Yeah. Yeah. Flip on cartoons and just watch cartoons until about 7, 730. My parents were usually up and already moving around, but that was like my time. But then at that point, it was like, you're coming to the office with us. And it was my brothers and I. So by eight o'clock on Saturdays, we'd already be at the office. They'd be working, doing whatever. And sometimes we'd help. But for the most part, Saturdays, they didn't make us work. But we'd be back in the warehouse climbing on shit or out behind the building trying to do whatever. But we were just kind of screwing around all day Saturday until it was time to go home. But we were never, ever just sitting in front of a TV other than just like those brief moments, right? Like it was... Look it's, forward to cartoon Saturdays and then the rest of it is get the fuck out. And during the week, a lot of times it was, okay, sun's down, time to go back. But I was always out playing at the park, doing stuff before I ever came home, which you can't really do that anymore. Honestly, the world has changed. Not that it's any more dangerous. I just think um, in our old age, we realize it's better to avoid situations where you could get in trouble or something can happen and you're just trying to you're trying to anticipate whether there's going to be an issue or not. And let's try to avoid. I it. just, I just want a nice balance between active and participant to home and safe. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just want a nice balance where there's so, you know, they get enough vitamin D and exercise for the day, but at the same time, they're nice and safe, you know, well-rounded kids. That's all. I mean, man, let me tell you, this is, this is my whole philosophy with parenting. I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. I I'm, I'm making the best decisions that I can make. I'm making the most educated decision that I can make. And now that I've got an older daughter that, I mean, she's got, somebody's having a birthday party, not this weekend, but next weekend. And that person is turning uh, old enough to uh, buy a beer. Mm -hmm. And so they're having a bonfire and everything. And she says, yeah, I think we're just going to have a bonfire and then maybe watch movies. I'm like, yeah, so that's not what happens at 18 year old birthday parties. No. I said, it's bonfire and puking in the backyard and debauchery. Right. And she kind of looked at me. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, but let's make sure you and I have this open line of communication. So maybe I can kind of help you guide through this without you know, either A, being too sick or B, something Bad horrible happening, happening yeah. right? I mean, you and I both know, we're all thinking the exact same thing. Don't put anything in my daughter's drink. Yeah. And that's because I promise you, I will burn down every single house of the participants that have lived there to find out who right? did it. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the, one of the major rules that I have with my daughter, cause she goes out now and she goes to parties and obviously there's parents that allow a lot of drinking at the house. We do not allow drinking at our house yeah. for age. So yeah, uh, nobody shows up at our house and my daughter doesn't have people over. She yeah. is very responsible um, in terms of, of alcohol drinking. like, she's not a, like she, she's kind of over it a little bit, you know, like she's even this weekend, she didn't even want to go out anywhere because she just said, Oh, it's, it's called, what is it called? Uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Like it's a yeah. legitimate like issue that a lot of her friends had where they have to go to everything because they wanted, they don't want to miss out on anything. My daughter's like, whatever. But when it comes to alcohol, you know, I told her, you never take a drink from anybody that's prepared. I was like, if you're going to get something to drink, 
like, a, I don't know, a white claw or, you know, cause seltzers or whatever are, are, are big. I told her you make sure. So number one, we've got seltzers here. You can take two right with you or whatever. And that's what you're going to have. And you don't have any more than that. If I'm going to ask you to drive, cause I'll go pick her up sometimes, but I'll say, dude, cause it's, I'm tired. I'm like, you drive. So I'm going to tell her you're yeah. driving tonight. So don't drink anything. Cause I'm not going to drive you back home kind of thing. Like no alcohol in the system, making sure she understands that. But the number one rule that she always knows is do not accept a drink from anybody. It's something that you open up even when you're at a bar. And we know this, like the bartender should open that up in front of you. Or if they're going to, you should watch what they're pouring because we had the experience with my wife when we went to, you know, when we went to Wisconsin, we were in Milwaukee and that bar at night when I, when we were with fractured, my wife got out of there and she got roofied, dude. And this was like a nice bar at the top of a hotel and she got roofied. It's like, what yeah. the f you know, it's so you never know just that. That's my biggest fear, dude, is just making sure that she gets home safe. Good. Have a good time, but don't do anything stupid. That's exactly it. Have a blast, but don't get out of hand. Yeah. And you know what? I have a hard time doing that, too. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time doing that, too. I have a hard time because I always want to continue the good time. Let me have just one more drink. Let me have just one more puff. Let me just, uh, just, uh, just, just, and then before you know it, you're standing over the toilet, throwing up all night going, God damn it. I should only had, you know, four beers instead of eight, or I yeah. should only this or that. Right. So I, I get it. And I don't know. All I hope is, is that she makes better choices than I did. Well, they're, they're well on their way, man. And they're going to make some stupid choices, but the, the communication, you, you, the key to all of this is having open, like what you just said. And what I do is having open communication with your kids, like these dates with them, they speak to me very frankly when I'm on my own with them and they open up a lot more than when we're in a group setting. Right. So like we sit and we have try to at least once a day, have a meal together. Sometimes it's hard with the, all the activities we have, but doing these daddy dates, which I had been doing in the past, but didn't realize so I was like, well, I'm here all the fucking time. And all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not enough. This is normal dad. It's like, no, it's not normal dad. Yeah. Like I yeah. know it's normal to you, but this isn't fucking normal. Yeah. So the daddy dates are good. That's something communication with the kids is critical, man. And I think that's where we're doing something good. Or wrong. Absolutely brother. Or wrong. Absolutely. You know what? The fact that they're doing well in school they're eating, they're going to sleep on time. And we had this, you, your kids go to sleep. I told my kids, I said, listen, I said, Bruce and his wife has explained to me now. And my son was mad because I said, I said, you're supposed to go to bed at eight 30 in Bruce's house. And my son was like, no way. <laughs> he was like, that's not happening. Right. Now, like my son, he's 11. It's uh Okay, so he showers at nine o'clock, right? And then his shower, his shower can either take 10 or 20 minutes, depending on, you know, how many times you've got to remind him to get the hell out of there, right? Or get in where they turn yeah. off. The oh, yeah. You hear the you water running. Yeah. yeah, and you can hear it hitting the floor and you're like, that doesn't sound like somebody, are you in there? Oh, hold on, I'm getting yeah. in there, right? So he goes... He, he watches TV for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And then him and my wife or him and my, we'll, we'll read a book for 10, 15 minutes. And then he goes, it's lights out at 10 o'clock. Right. And usually by about 10, 15, he is snoring. Right. My daughter is 1130. Mm -hmm. And that's a school night. Yeah. And I know that you're like, Oh my God. I told her, I said, I said, if you were at Bruce's house, it'd be 10 bells. She's like, Oh my God. I said, so. Keep the grades where they are, but the bedtime moves back. Yeah. Now, and my kid, you know, she she turns in her phone. So one one of the things that we've adjusted with her because she needs to have her thing, and she's obviously a night owl. She sleeps well on weekends. She doesn't get up in a bad mood in the mornings. Like she has trouble getting yeah. up in the mornings, but she's fine. But she gives us her phone at 9.30, 9.45. So at least she's off the phone and not engaging. And obviously she has a fire stick in her room. So she can watch, she'll watch Gilmore Girls or whatever. So yeah. I, I'm asleep by 10, 10.30 at the latest, dude, because I like my sleep. So yeah. I know that she stays up later, but we haven't had any issues with her. It's just my younger ones, if they stay up late, they're just impossible in the mornings. So I'd much rather not deal with that. Why is somebody knocking on my door? That was, hold on.
I'll be ready. Yeah. Who is usually, that? Usually the delivery guy rings the doorbell to leave a package. This dude just knocked on the door and took off. I mean, it's, it's obviously my wife, right? Uh, it's like, there's just a package there, but that was, yeah. Nope. There you go. Now your dogs, there it is. Uh, working from home. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, right on, man. Well, we'll see. The draft is coming. We're really close to the draft. The boards are set. You already know there's going to be very little movement. I think looking out for who they're bringing in for different workouts might at least, not necessarily the player, but at least the position that they're concerned about, right? Obviously, they brought in a bunch of wide receivers, but they're starting to bring in some different players um, to try them out. And I don't think it's going to change their, their draft status. I think it's just kind of confirming what they think or they don't because you know those scouts are going in there, man, and telling them, this dude, you have to get this dude. But like likely, the guy that we've been – that I like quite a bit in this tight end class did not perform well in his pro day. But you look at the tape, and it doesn't matter. So I think that's what they're, the teams are starting to do now. They're obviously finalizing their board. Again, we know the Packers draft in tiers. They've got pools of players that's like best available from this tier. And if somebody's worth going to get, they're going to – if they see that the guys are gone and they've got one guy left in this first tier of players that they have, that's where they're going to get aggressive and, and trade up. And with – as much need with the way the wide receiver market is now, I think there's going to be more need for wide receivers because people are realizing that these players are going to demand 30 million a year now, apparently. And they're like, well, or we can get one of these really young studs and not yeah. worry for four years. We'll know when you know, we we'll know be watching the draft live. We'll uh, have a draft episode. We'll have a, a few of the regulars on maybe a couple of new ones on while we uh, do the draft. And uh we're working on a couple guests that we've got yes, some new people. Yeah, oh, yeah, so. we've got a handful of uh, we got some surprises. We don't like to uh, put it out there into the universe just yet until it is uh, locked down. You never know how uh, karma will uh, accept some of the things that you have. We have a new game uh, on uh, Saturday, of course. Uh, I know I put a poll up there. Who likes what? Uh, apparently, meteorologist or porn star. Big hit. Okay, okay. We'll okay. have to, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I like the games, you know, the games are I'm great. I'm enjoying your games as well, buddy. It is hatched from the mind of Matt. The depraved and psychotic. So uh, don't forget you got any uh, mailbag questions or uh, if you're from the Isle of Man and you are listening are right you? now, you can DM us at Borders Packers. You can visit our Facebook page, Packers Without Borders. Or you can email us, PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. Send us your mailbag questions. Monday, Wednesday's episode, we'll have uh, Tuesday's Gone segment, of course. And uh, we'll uh, talk some more dad stuff, I think. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Have a Take good, her easy. Good, good day. Glad you feel better. Bye. Go back, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. <laughs>